Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. What's the best way to get your latest scandal off of the front page? Duh, start a war. What's up? This is Mark K. Saves the Republic. And that's exactly what Joe Biden's doing. And I know what you're thinking. Hasn't he already started like three wars? Well, yeah, technically, yes. Every war that started since uh, Joe Biden took office is Joe Biden's fault because Joe Biden wasn't strong enough to stop the wars. And if you're not strong enough to stop the war, in my humble opinion, that means you're partially responsible for starting them in the first place. But this war, this war, this latest American war is one that Joe Biden himself uh, began. And it's happening right now with the Houthi rebels in Yemen. Uh, Houthi rebels have been have been sending, you may have heard, they've been sending drones uh, out into the Red Sea and they've been trying to attack military warships from the UK and from the US. We've been shooting these drones out of the sky for a long time, which by the way, costs a lot of money. I don't know if you know this, but if you're on a, a, a US battleship, like the one, um, like the ones that are out there, like the ones that are out there in the Red Sea right now, protecting the cargo industry and the and the uh, you know protecting the um, oil industry and all the all the ships going back and forth between the Middle East and well everywhere else in the world. If you're a a military American vessel there and a drone drone comes at you, you shoot it out of the sky using some kind of missile system, uh, and that's great and all that you can do that. There's we've been shooting these drones out of the sky for weeks now, and there's been no American casualties. There's been no damage. It's been really I mean we really have. I mean, we've really got some amazing weaponry and some really talented men and women in our military that know how to use it. So it's great. People are safe and the uh, the ships are safe and uh, only the drones get destroyed. However, it's expensive. Those missiles are very expensive. And we've been we've been just, you know, shooting them out like they're like they're BBs out of a Red Rider carbine action uh, air rifle. Um, but they're not. They're they're more expensive than that. And finally, Joe Biden and the uh, and the prime minister of the UK decided to come together and do something about it. And they bombed the Houthi rebels. Houthi rebels were just blown to pieces. Houthi and the blown fish, I like to call them. And the Houthi rebels in Yemen, they saw their drone facilities bombed. They saw their air uh, strips bombed. They saw some of their military barracks bombed. And apparently five Houthi rebels were killed. Five Houthi rebels were killed. Now, why did we do this? Why did we do this right now? Well, I like to think that Joe Biden wanted to put an end to the disruptive actions in the Red Sea and also protect Americans from Houthi rebels and other uh, crazed Islamic terrorists across the globe. But that's not the real reason. If Joe Biden wanted to do that, he wouldn't have just killed five Houthi rebels. He would have wiped them all out. Joe Biden, what he's done by bombing the Houthi rebels, what he's done by retaliating this much is just create another longstanding uh, and perpetuating military conflict that could go on forever. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't eliminate the problem. He exacerbated 
the problem with the Houthi rebels in Yemen. And now here's the second part of that. What we see at the border, which is no border whatsoever, what we see at the border, which is mass chaos, what we see at the border, which is people from all over the world, not just Mexico, not just El Salvador, not just Panama, Venezuela, wherever they have to be, Colombia. No, people from all over the world are going to Mexico and climbing in through our border. And Joe Biden, the Democrats and Alejandro Mayorkas are letting them come right in. And some of those people are probably Houthi rebels, probably Iranian terrorists, probably ISIS-K, probably a bunch of folks who want to do harm to the United States of America. And so Joe Biden maybe bombed the Yemeni, uh, the Yemeni compounds of the Houthi rebels yesterday and stopped and protected the Red Sea for a minute. But what he did was he exacerbated an issue with a group of people who already hate us and now hate us more because we killed five of their guys, which means the sleeper cells that are sitting in the United States asleep are going to be woken up and they're going to spring into action. And the only thing they do from nine to five is uh, figure out ways to kill Americans. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. So that's kind of a problem. Uh, if you're going, if you face a threat, you're supposed to eliminate it. Here's the thing. Leadership 101 can be summed up in these two in these two principles. Number one, secure the border, keep your country safe. Number two, eliminate threats. And Joe Biden has done neither. He's not only not secured the border, but he's made the border so insecure that just like we said, anyone can come over, and they are. The second thing he has not done is eliminate threats. When somebody, what, what he did basically is slap somebody. Slap somebody. You don't want to slap somebody. You want to just, you know, put a bullet right between their eyes. Donald Trump understood that. ISIS was gone when Donald Trump was president. He knew how to take care of threats and keep people from bombing us. The strength that he showed, the strength that our military showed under his leadership caused, I mean, nobody dared do what the Houthi rebels in Yemen, nobody dared, let's, let's go back, let's backtrack. Nobody dared invade Ukraine when Donald Trump was president. Nobody dared buzz Taiwan or American uh, fighter planes that were protecting Taiwan. That's all happening. Nobody dared to invade Israel and slaughter a thousand innocent Israelis and Europeans and Americans and take them hostage and rape them and break their bones and all that kind of stuff. Hamas did that. Nobody dared uh, to come into Israel and bomb them from the north. Hezbollah is doing that. Nobody dared uh, to attack our ships with drones in the Red Sea every single day. I'll be honest with you. The first drone that flew to an American battleship uh, in a um, in a uh, an offensive manner, the first once the if the first drone is shot, I'll give you the first one. A drone flies up, you shoot it out of the sky. Drone number two, I'm done with you. That's what the motto should have been. The second drone, first time shame on you, second time shame on me. That's what I've always lived by. So the first time is you send a drone, I'm going to shoot it out of the sky. Shame on you. You send another drone, shame on me. I should have taken your ass out in the first place. And that's how. That's how you fight and win wars by eliminating the threat. 
That's what Israel's trying to do with Hamas. Israel said, look, we don't want to kill Palestinians. We're not genocidal maniacs and lunatics. We're trying to get rid of Hamas because we're, we ain't have, what is it? Kamala Harris always says, we ain't having that. We ain't playing that. We don't want to have to do this every five years. We don't want to have to do this every 10 years. We don't want this battle to rage on. So if Hamas says they're looking for the destruction of Israel, there's two, there's two ways to go here. They, they can destroy Israel or keep trying over and over again, or we can just destroy them right now. And then everybody's safe. Hamas is dead. The Palestinians are safe because there's no more Hamas. And Israel's safe because, well, there's no more Hamas. I look at the Houthi rebels the same way. You could, yes, you could bomb, you could just bomb their ships. You could take out their drones, whatever. Or you could go in and just get rid of all of them. The problem is there's a lot of them. Why are there a lot of them? Well, Joe Biden. Joe Biden has allowed the Houthi movement to grow to massive numbers. Some say it was 10, look, it was 10,000 Houthi rebels 10 years ago. It was, uh, you know, Iran in the last three years has been able to 10X that, and they're at 100,000. Why? Because Iran has money. Why? Because Iran's selling oil again. Why? Because Joe Biden's not. So Joe Biden has not only left our border wide open for terrorist threats from the Middle East to pour over, but he has allowed uh, he has allowed Iran to build up a massive bank account so that they can fund these people. And they've, they've made them rich. He's made, he's made our enemies. He's given them an open path in the United States. He's given them lots of cash to train and buy weapons and do crazy, nasty things. And then he said, he uh, went over there and instead of eliminating them altogether, he just poked and prodded them like, come on guys, come on, come and get us. And now we're all in danger. Uh, because Joe Biden's one of the weakest leaders we've ever, we've ever seen in our entire lives. So that's where we are today. That's what happened. Now, again, uh, the question that I originally began with 20 minutes ago was why did Joe Biden do this? I don't believe he did it because he wanted to secure the Red Sea. I don't believe he did it because he wanted to try to keep Americans safe. I don't believe he did it because of, uh, you know, because he thought that the, uh, the Houthi rebels were even really a threat. I think he did it because he needed to get his name off the front page. Uh, he need he needed a couple of things. First of all, his secretary of defense, Lloyd Austin, is in. It, it, I mean, he's embroiled in a scandal. He went to the hospital. He didn't tell anybody. It let everybody believe that Joe Biden's not really in charge, which he's not. Uh, everyone started asking questions: Who was in charge? Why didn't Joe Biden know about it? Why didn't you think you needed to tell Joe Biden? There are congressional investigations. Matt Gates wants uh, in Lloyd Austin's head. A lot of people do. A lot of people want Lloyd Austin to be fired or to resign or to be replaced. And in an election year, that's bad. So what's the easiest way to get people to forget about the scandal that your secretary of defense is embroiled in? Oh, start a war because nobody wants to replace the secretary of defense in the middle of a war. Nobody wants to replace the guy in charge of the military when the military is in in the middle of live action. It's not a good look and it's not going to make anybody feel comfortable to fire the guy in charge of the nation's defense department when the defense department is engaged in battle in the Middle East. It secures his position at least through the end of the year. What's the other reason Joe Biden wanted to start this war? Well, guess what? In addition to Lloyd Austin, his son was on the front page for crashing a congressional hearing that he was supposed to, uh, that was uh, regarding a subpoena that he ignored. And that is a bad look for the Democrats. That's a bad look for Joe Biden. That's a bad look for Hunter Biden. That's a bad look for the entire administration. Your son, 
who is supposed to be, I guess, you know, uh, on the mend, on the up and up, who's supposed to be straightening out his life. Your son is subpoenaed by Congress and doesn't show up, ignores it, shows up at the Capitol building to make a big speech and brush off the fact that he's been asked to come and answer questions in front of Congress. Just brush it off. Just wave it away. Just, whew, I'm not doing this. Nana, nana, boo, boo. Stick your head in doo-doo is what Hunter Biden said to the U.S. Congress. And so when they had a hearing to discuss whether or not they were going to force the subpoena and hold him in contempt of Congress, he shows up then, sits in the gallery, thus thumbing his cocaine-filled nose. This is when he, when Hunter Biden thumbs his nose at somebody, a little, poof, a little bit of powder pops. It's like, poof, looks like a little pixie dust uh, coming out of his nose. Because anyway, um, it thumbs his nose at Congress again. And, and, and that's, that's a bad look for Joe Biden. And that's a bad look for his administration. And it's all anyone's been talking about. So you got to get that off the front page. And then, of course, there's Joe Biden himself. Joe Biden himself, who is losing to Donald Trump in the polls, losing in red states, uh, in uh, swing states, rather, Pennsylvania, losing in Wisconsin. He's losing in, he's losing in uh, Georgia and Arizona and Nevada, even. He's losing everywhere. He's a big loser, Joe Biden is. And he can't have that. He can't have people look at him as a weak leader. He can't have his poll numbers dragging the, the entire party down. So what do you do? When people see you as feeble and weak, when they don't think you're in control of the country, when they don't think you can even walk off of a stage without some direction, when they don't think that you have any mental control of your capacities, when they don't think you're fit for the job, when they don't think you have any foreign ex uh, intelligence experience, when they don't think you deserve four more years of leadership, the best thing to do is to start a war. Because now he can go out there and say, look, I showed some muscle. I'm going to bed. You know, look, I, I bombed somebody, uh, which means everything's working fine. If the United States of America can bomb people, then clearly we don't need to change the, uh, the administration at the top. Clearly, everything's working as it should. Not only that, but if you start a war, then you make a lot of people who, you know, build war stuff very, very happy. If you need more planes and bombs, and if you need more uh, uniforms, and if you need more ships, if you need more anything, you start to make the people that make that stuff very happy. And if you make them very happy, and if you make them some money, then they will maybe donate to your campaign, maybe help keep you in office. There's a lot of different tiers to this decision. There's a lot of reasons why presidents go to war, especially during election years. And if a president goes to war during an election year, if a president bombs somebody during an election year, rest assured, it has very little to do with any kind of military conflict and a lot more to do with poll numbers and donations to presidential campaigns by wealthy military industrial complex donors. And that's something we've known for a very, very, very long time. Anyway. We will be following this Houthi rebel battle that Joe Biden has got us embroiled in. We're going to be following this mess and see where it goes. Um, also, look, Monday is the caucus. We are just a couple days away from the cold caucus, too. I mean, coldest caucus ever. And as we look at the, the uh, caucus going into it, Donald Trump, according to the latest poll, let me just pull it up so that nobody can call me a liar. Uh, 96 hours before the first vote. Trump, 54%. Nikki Haley, 20%. Ron DeSantis, 13%. Republican White House candidate Nikki Haley tops GOP rival Ron DeSantis by seven points in a poll of likely caucus goers in Iowa released days before the first presidential con contest. Former President Donald Trump maintained his dominant lead in the survey 
with 54% of likely caucus goers backing him. Good news if you live in Florida. You may be getting your governor back soon because a lot of people have been predicting that Ron DeSantis will drop out after the Iowa caucus. It wasn't always this way. Ron DeSantis would have stayed in after the Iowa caucus if he was number two. But he ain't number two. He's number three. And if he comes in third in the Iowa caucus, that will be his signal to call it quits, to pack it in, to head home. If he comes in third in the Iowa caucus, he's no longer the guy who can unseat Donald Trump because he's not even the guy who can unseat Nikki Haley. And Nikki Haley becomes the guy who a lot of people think can unseat Donald Trump, even though she's not the guy who can unseat Donald Trump because, number one, she's not a guy. And number two, Donald Trump has a 54% lead over, um, over everybody else. So, look, Iowa's a big day, and we're going to be following Iowa. We're going to be bringing you the results as they come in at the end of the night. And then it's on to New Hampshire, and then we are, man, we are in full swing. We are in full election season. Uh, one thing that we've done to prepare for this election year, because, again, people get really excited about an election year, but keep in mind, even though it's an election year, even though there's an election in November, Joe Biden is still president until January 21st, 20th of next year. I have to check that. Um, and what happens, that means he's got over a year to continue to destroy this country, over a year to bring in illegals, over a year to bomb people unnecessarily, over a year to destroy the economy, over the year to destroy your personal economy. And uh, that's why I've created the Conservative Survival Kit for 2024, because we still have over a year left of Joe Biden. And you need to conserve your energy. You need to build your financial war chest for yourself. You need to make sure that we've got Donald Trump on a path to victory. We need to make sure that unlike what Joe Biden did with the Houthi rebels, we are destroying Bidenomics in November. We're destroying Bidenomics. We're eliminating the Democrats from office and we are reclaiming our country. And that's going to take a lot of work from all of us. And what I did was I put together a conservative survival kit that you can grab for yourself. It's at conservativekit.com. Conservativekit.com. Go there and grab it. It's $24. Not that much. And it's got all kinds of information. I've got videos in there. I've got audio in there. I've got all the stuff we've written down. There's surviving Bidenomics, Trump's path to victory, uh, the Rhino Watcher's Guide to make sure you're not voting for rhinos. Like I said, the complete audio video vault. There's other free bonuses and everything is available to you instantly at conservativekit.com. So go there and check it out. Don't forget to download this podcast every single day. Listen to this podcast every single day. Make sure you are subscribed. Make sure you're getting the info. Make sure you know what's going on. You know why it's going on. And you know who's doing what to you so you can get them out of office in November of 2024. And we're going to be here all the way to help with that issue, with that, um, with that, with that purpose. Uh, we want you to join us too because it's going to take a lot. Of, I can't do it by myself. You can't do it by yourself. But together, we can all save the republic.